gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It is Friday, January 10th of 2020. Happy New Year. This is episode number 45. Broadcasting from our head exploding studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly. Not not a rare thing in horror movies to have people's heads explode, I guess. But, oh, we're uh, going to get into that. Yeah, we yeah. will. Uh-huh. head exploding. How was uh-huh. your uh, New Year? It was good. I, I don't ever do anything for New Year's Eve. I, I've had some bad experiences in the past with uh, one time I ended up in the hospital. <laughs> and, uh, was, that, was that the consumption of too much alcohol? No, it had nothing to do with that, actually. I just got uh, like some sort of... Um, food poisoning or something one year and then uh you know it's always the uh, rookie drinkers out there who uh, want to fight you and everything so i just uh I, i've for the past probably decade i've stayed in and uh, i enjoy it that way yeah i think for the past couple of years <laughs> i never made it to midnight till this past year and uh karina and i just stayed up and watched the whatever drop and you know when we went to bed right after that it's like hey happy new year honey all right sweet yep yep well we've been off for uh i'd say about 10 days now so i'm assuming we got a lot of horror movie news like i promised 2020 we have a plethora of horror movie news uh, coming uh here uh first of all director of the 2020 grudge movie nicholas pesci says future sequels could occur outside of america or japan and even occur in different time periods uh, bloody disgusting reported this one. They said that uh, Pesci, Pesci sat down with the Boo Crew podcast, made that statement. Uh, new film takes place in America, not uh, Jap- Japan, as you wear, and uh, stars Lin Shay, rated R. Yeah. Um, we'll probably go see it sometime here soon, huh? Eventually. We, we were talking about maybe doing it next week, but you know, I just we have so much going on. and it, it, Normally, movies like that that don't do well don't stick around in our theaters locally. No, they do not. So, I mean, it's hard for us to go see, but anyway. Yeah, it hasn't been doing. Um, yeah, it sounds like he's kind of got an idea for a world building or something here. I don't know what he's what he's thinking with this. Uh, maybe we won't have to worry about it since it's not doing all that hot in the theater. But uh, anyway. We don't need another Wanderverse. Okay. <laughs> right? No, exactly. So, And that's kind of what I wonder if he's if he's thinking here. I wonder if that's what he's kind of thinking with this. So, um, so that was interesting, I think. A new Quiet Place 2 trailer's out. Uh, that was... A little over a week ago. Uh, looks like we see a little what happened just as the monsters attacked in this one. Uh, families in the car, uh, puzzled as to what's going on. It kind of reminded me of the uh, reboot of, uh, what was that, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead? Remember the one with uh, Ving Rhames in it? Yeah, yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I remember the uh, beginning of that when they're driving around that mm-hmm. uh, in that neighborhood and the zombies are attacking everybody. It's kind of reminded me of that. That but, was uh, a terrifying scene. In it that was movie. a terrifying scene. I, I love that scene. It's, I, it's, I did uh, too. The uh, beginning of that movie is fantastic, um, and the rest of it is all right, too, but I really, the, the beginning of the movie really sets it apart. But it, so it kind of reminded me of that, but uh, Mom get, puts the car in reverse uh, a lot faster than my stupid transmission. Would allow. I have that transmission that killed uh, Anchon Yelchin, you know, for a Oh, while. wow. So, oh. <laughs> so soon, but she just shifts into reverse because this bus is coming at him, and... Uh, and uh, it's barreling towards them with like uh, one of the uh, a quiet place monsters. I don't, I don't know what they call those, but uh, it, the bus is being attacked by these things, and she she's backing up. Uh, rest of them, rest of the trailer shows them uh, moving out into the countryside, and uh, yeah, know, there's other survivors out there. Yeah, and being quiet. So <laughs> <laughs> it looks it looks pretty cool. I love the first one, so we'll see uh, 
we'll see what this one is like. Um, Sam Raimi in the news he says he'd like to do another Evil Dead film, uh, only if it stars Bruce Campbell. He said. Uh, website iHorror quotes Raimi as saying, I would love to direct a new Evil Dead movie, but I'd really like to do it with Bruce. And he says he's retired from the character. I hope not. <laughs> the reboot in 2013 was produced by Campbell and Raimi, as well as Robert Tappert. I'd definitely like to see more Evil Dead. Uh, Who wouldn't? I yeah. mean, like for I, you know what I really enjoyed? And we've talked about this a lot. It's been back and forth so much. And in your horror movie news, since we started doing it, mm-hmm. I mean, I could count probably four stories that you actually had where Bruce Campbell would go to a, a convention or something like that and say, oh, yeah, I'm totally open to it. No, I'm retired or tweet something like that. Sam Raimi would say the same thing. But I'll say this is that I enjoyed the remake of Evil Dead and their spin on it. Sure. And if they did something after that, I would love it. I, I Again, I mean, it's a classic. If you put Raimi and Campbell together, it's not going to be bad. No. And you know what I, You know what I'd like to actually, what would be cool with me is if they uh, took the Ash versus Evil Dead characters of Pablo and Kelly and continued oh, yeah. the story with them. Uh, I love Dana DeLorenzo and Ray Santiago. Those, those uh, They're great actors. And uh, I just, I'd love to see them in more. I'd like to see them uh, fighting Fight, be, being ghost beaters some more. I don't know if you watched that or not, but I did. That's what they called I themselves. Part of it. I don't know if it's still on Shutter. I'd love to see because I got yeah. I got an open weekend this weekend, so maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, it's it's. it's I loved uh, what they did with those characters, and you know, I think they could they could pull that off on their own just with the uh, Pablo and Kelly character, and I would definitely go see that. Mm-hmm. So and uh, and those those actors are great, and and they really I don't think they're doing anything right now. I saw. Uh, um, Ray Santiago in like a commercial. Mm-hmm. So I don't, think, I don't think he's all that busy, but um, are you doing anything Sunday, March 29th? I, because no. a company called Onset Cinema is giving you a chance for a sleepover and barbecue meal at the Sawyer House from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. The house, believe it or not, is now a restaurant called the Grand Central Cafe. And uh, they're going to have a, a horror-themed slumber party at this thing. They're, they're going to serve you barbecue. You're going to have a screening, screening of the 1974 movie in the dining room. You know where the dining room scene take, yeah. took place. You can just sleep in where, wherever you want in the house. Uh, you can sleep upstairs where Sally found Grandpa, sleep in the room where Pam got hung on the hook. It's it's only four seventy five, which I really didn't. That's think that's, not bad. You got to get down to Texas, but yeah. uh, I'm actually kind of tempted to do this. I would so sweet. love that. I just my dessert would be head cheese, <laughs> and they're going to serve some. Yes, they are. They're serving some head cheese and barbecue. So, oh. so I'm very intrigued by this uh, March 29th. If it's not sold all, out already, uh, on set cinema, you can Google that. Uh, they have a website. They actually do a couple of, of these. Uh, they do a bunch of these different things, and there's a few horror movies in there. I know they did like uh, they have a Friday the Thirteenth one that's at the at basically what was camp the camp Camp Crystal Lake. Camp Crystal Lake, yeah. That so they had the cabins the and stuff also. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So it I don't know. It seems uh, seems kind of interesting. It, I'd love uh, to see the Sleepaway Camp one. Ah, uh, yeah. And I wonder. No, I, I don't. I don't Angela, know if I saw that one on there. Oh, Angela. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I saw that one on there. But there's a bunch of horror movies that are on there that you can you know go to the actual place they filmed it and they they do these like sleepovers there and it's kind of neat that's a new thing on my bucket list yeah it's never heard of anything like that yeah it's really pretty awesome uh so i hate to keep bringing this up because i feel like i might be the only person interested in this movie but glenn danzig's upcoming vampire western movie just added julian sands to the cast list 
uh, Warlock actor, if you oh, remember yeah, that yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, blonde dude. Yeah, yeah, the blonde dude. If you remember uh, that film, he joins uh, Devin Sawa and Danny Trejo, who've already signed on to uh, the movie. Uh film is entitled Death Rider in the House of the Vampires. Uh, this has got to be better than Veronica. With these actors, you can't go wrong, right? I mean, uh, Danzig is himself is actually in the film as a, yeah, a cat course. character called Bad Bathory. He's got some acting experience. He was in Prophecy Two. Uh, I don't, oh, is that the walking movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. The first one was uh, much, much better than the uh, second one. Oh, sure. Um, and his character is named, like I said, his name Bad Bathory. Now, Elizabeth Bathory is a character. Glenn Danzig actually wrote a pretty good graphic novel about her. She was a countess from the 1500s who actually bathed in the blood of virgins uh, in a quest to stay young. Uh, so maybe Glenn's character in this is a distant relative of hers. I don't know. Bathory is... Uh, also the name of the Norwegian black metal band from the Mayhem era, if you remember right. Ah, what was the chaos? <laughs> that's, Love yeah, it. That's ah. a little reference for that, of that there. But uh, anyway, um, so the, uh, with with this cast, it's I think it's got to be okay. I mean, uh, I haven't seen Veronica yet, uh, but speaking of that, it's available on Blu-ray next month, uh, February 25th. You know who's going to buy that? You. Me. <laughs> So. <laughs> Should it be one of those ones that we actually review? Uh yeah, I think I think I'm going to make you review that. So you're going to make uh, you're, oh, okay. I'm going to make you watch that. I'm going to buy sick. this Blu-ray. I might be sick that, day. and I'm going to lend it to you, and and you're going to have to watch it. So uh, well, I'll watch I'm it down. first. Let's, you know, I'm good with anything. I'll, I'll watch it first, and if it's too much like uh, a Serbian film, then maybe I'll just talk about that one myself. But uh, anyway. <laughs> One more thing, Andy Machete, the director of It and It Chapter 2, is looking to remake, uh, remake the 80s horror comedy The Howling. Uh, website Arrow in the Head reports that Machete said he'd team up with Netflix to bring the 1981 werewolf movie back to the screen. I don't know if you ever saw The Howling. It was an okay werewolf movie. I, th- I think the only one as a kid I saw was because there was a lot of nudity in it was the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I, I, I think that, that was the one that... I, mm-hmm. I don't remember enjoying it, but I, I just as a kid, you know, I there it has its moments. Uh, the first one, it, there, there's like the this wolf pack with glowing red eyes. I remember that was pretty cool, mm-hmm. uh, but as a whole, it just it was kind of forgettable. Uh, I don't think it's exactly a classic, which uh, is what uh, this uh, Arrow in the Head uh, article called it. Uh, and Machete, he is uh, currently busy directing the Flash movie. So uh, <laughs> really? we'll see. Maybe you, yeah, he might not even uh, get a chance to do that. I don't know those DC superhero movies do not do well unless it's Wonder Woman or Aquaman. So that's true. Um, I'm not so so sure what kind of a, a audience the Flash has, but maybe we'll, we'll be surprised. So I, you know, I did see the trailer for Fantasy Island, the Blumhouse production. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm looked all right yeah it's it looks okay yeah, yeah. i mean it, it's definitely a different take on the uh from but although I, I do think there were some lessons and horror elements to the tv show too like they kind of they were like it, it was it was kind of like the Wishmaster where wasn't weren't some of the uh, episodes kind of like the Wishmaster where it's like well you wanted this you know? well yeah it's so. a twist on the wish that you wanted that it's right. not exactly how you pictured it right. it's almost literal and that's I guess. definitely in play in the, in this new fantasy island from yeah, Blumhouse it's, all right. it's, it looks kind of Wishmastery yeah so <laughs> it's like yeah this is what you wanted this was your fantasy so mm-hmm. now you deal with it <laughs> all right. Uh, so we watched the, f- uh, well, do you have some trivia today? I didn't get a trivia I, I've got one. Okay. Uh, the Furies has uh, has the theme of a fairy tale. What is it? 
Well, uh, it's pretty that's a pretty easy one if you've seen the movie it's beauty and the beast I it suppose. is and we'll get into that <laughs> um before we get into andy synopsis we will mm-hmm. give a spoiler alert we're going to talk about the furies from 2019 a shutter exclusive in its entirety so if you want to watch the movie and don't want it spoiled for you pause the podcast go watch it come back to listen to what we have to say about it everybody loves this andy it's mm-hmm. andy's uh, well, DVD, DVD box synopsis, and that what we call it. Andy's DVD come up with a box name. synopsis come up because with a he was a marketing yeah. writer, and these right. are, I honestly, I think they're really creative. So go ahead. <laughs> this one's not my best, but when Kayla and her friend are kidnapped, she finds herself a part of a deadly game involving unwitting women who are chased by masked slashers. Danger stalks her at every turn in the form of monstrous beasts and even the other girls. Can she learn the rules fast enough to stay alive? Hmm. It's no, not my best no, word. No, actually, that was really good. <laughs> that gave a great synopsis of the movie. So, all right, so the so, movie starts out. Right. Well, first of all, this is an Australian horror movie. It is. Uh, and Australia has some great horror, actually. I mean, uh, Wolf Creek, one of my favorite. That is one of your favorites. Um, and I, and I'm trying the, to think. I think they've got other ones, too, that I've really enjoyed. Um, Lake Mungo. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember enjoying it, but I can't. For the life of me, I can't remember what the plot is. Yeah, so this but, is a Shutter exclusive in the United States, I assume. But if you're Australian, you you've probably already seen this in the theater or something. I'm not sure where it came out, but uh, good eye. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a it's an Australian movie from 2019, um, and yeah, it starts out uh, the. Uh, Backwoods of Australia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a lady that's uh, running through. Um, you don't know what she's getting chased by until you see this guy with a Sith. Right. Um, this guy's wearing some sort of messed up mask. Uh, he's about ready to kill her. Some other guy in a mask saves her. They have the struggle. Uh, the, the other guy grabs the Sith, disembowels this guy, carries this woman away, and it goes to this like like opening credit, like a DOS-style graphics. Mm-hmm. To, to the opening credits for, you know, this is this person, and it's, you know, you're kind of getting this weird vibe. I didn't know what to expect in this. I, I wasn't I wasn't sure what I was, like, uh, yeah, okay, let's just get into it some more. So, yeah, there is. There's, like, some sort of computer thing going on here. Did they did they actually show the guy sitting behind the monitors uh, at that point? I don't remember. I don't think, I don't think so. in the I, opening credits I think credits it's partially that, through the movie when they when right. when our main characters start to figure out what's happening, then you actually see a shot of a guy monitoring what's going on. So yeah. basically, when, when we saw the, or when you showed me the trailer, mm-hmm. you know, it looked like a survival movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A survivor stalker movie. Right. But, you know, it started out where, you know, the one of the, or what you thought was a stalker carries this woman away. Right. Um, you know, after the after the opening credits, you see two girls are in this tunnel, and it's Kayla and Maddie. Mm-hmm. And they're, um, Maddie is spray painting F the patriarchy. Yes. Which should have been an indication of, of maybe what the director uh, one was of the, trying to say. One of the themes of the movie, yeah. I, I think there are, this, this movie could have, uh, I think you said it best, it, it really kind of um, whiffed on the themes that it was trying to present. It, it's a commentary, or, or even a social commentary, of what we'll get into later, and yeah, absolutely, because yeah. I liked where he was going with it, I liked the idea of it, but it's, he totally whiffed on on what he was trying to portray in the movie, not right. not just that this was a gore fest, and it was. Right, yeah, it was a gore fest, definitely. Um yeah. 
But basically, uh, uh, Kayla and Maddie, they're you know they're doing their little thing. Maddie's kind of like the uh, rebel. Yeah. And she's she's trying to convince Kayla, who seems like this, you know, pure, innocent girl, you know, the trope of, of the final girl um, that, hey, you know, you just throw everything out the window, break the rules. Sometimes you'll feel better about yourself. Yeah, and, I got the impression that like they've they're just they're This is the like time between uh, when they've graduated from high school or whatever the you know Australia equivalent of that is. And they're about to go off to well, they said they were going to go off to uni, which I assume means university. And, yeah. In Australian, but um, the you know this is a it's a difficult time for anybody's life when you when you finished high school, you know you you know what's uh, in high school you kind of know what the deal is and you're thrown into this world where there's all these choices and you're an adult now you yeah. have to yeah so void. they're they're dealing with that that part of yeah life it's like that void point. between being a child and being an adult and you're right, right in the middle of that void so yeah right. obviously. They were college students. Or uh, Kayla has epilepsy, right? Um, and it seemed to me that the conversation or the or the confrontation that Kayla and Maddie had, Maddie just really was like, "You can't live your life and and make this an excuse of why you can't go out and do things." Right. So you know, I it was a decent dialogue between them. So Maddie walks away. Well, yeah, and it, I guess to add to that, what what I what I think is uh, Maddie seems to want to kind of prolong her. Uh, I don't know, um, prolong the, uh, the irresponsible lifestyle or, you know, that she, she's going to go off and go on these adventures or whatever, where it sounds like, um, Kayla wants to kind of, uh, go to school, do what she's supposed to and, and get into a more adult life, you know? Sure. Uh, so that, that's kind of what it says. And then, uh, Maddie actually paint, paints like a like paints on her she yeah, she sprays her with a or like a red dot right over her heart which i don't know if that was trying to say something like make her a target or what but uh yeah and again you know there, there are some things that were symbolic in this movie that mm-hmm. it, it just really whiffed on yeah like like mm-hmm. for example and we'll get more into it you know she, she paints the f word the patriarch yeah mm-hmm. so that that has something to do with the movie but anyways right. go ahead sorry yeah no 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 i i had not, uh, i mean i don't know i don't think there's anything more to analyze in that scene uh like you said they they get kidnapped uh, she hears maddie getting kidnapped or mm-hmm. you know she hears some like a struggle maddie's screaming mm-hmm. she goes out to investigate it and she ends up being uh, i think they hit her on the head actually didn't they and knocked her out yeah you don't really know yeah. i mean to me that was kind of like dumb editing yeah. because because <laughs> the next thing you see is kayla you know i love the shot of this of the close-up shot it was a dark kind of bluish tinged room yeah like obviously it was like an operating chair right you know somebody with these bloody utensils is is doing something and you see her crying or like crying blood or blood coming down Uh i love that scene yeah that was a good scene and i didn't really understand what was happening at the time no not at all Uh, and you're not meant to obviously but um yeah, and the uh, you know the uh, surgeon who's doing this is not following very good infection control protocol <laughs> at all. He doesn't have a mask on or anything. I'm just thinking. It's what, not sanitary. Yeah, I was just thinking what my what's what my wife might. Think oh yeah, that's who's true. in healthcare <laughs> and does surgery. So anyway, but uh, yeah, she's like bleeding out of her both of her eyes, yeah. which uh, I thought was interesting um, later on, but. Um, it, it does not look pleasant. And then she, uh, you know, wakes up. Uh, and there's also, like, like there's this kind of digitized, uh, like, 
static or you know uh, over some of uh, what's happening. Oh yeah, you know like what I mean. A, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like a kind of like a uh, yeah. And later on, we figure out what's what's like going a glitch on. or something. Yeah, like a glitch exactly. Yeah. And, la- and later on, we understand. Like I was, I was confused on that, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, so she wakes up in a box mm-hmm. basically, and there's this sound that is actually an irritating sound to me. Right. Well, what <laughs> it was is it was like a, a green light speaker thing. Right. And then all of a sudden it went red, and it was like almost ear piercing for yes, her. That's right. No. And she's just like. Uh, you know, she's trying to get out and all of a sudden she can get out of the box. Yeah. My dog didn't like it either. So so she, she gets out of this box and she's in the woods in like an Australian woods. It looks like some sort of, uh, I don't know what kind of trees these are. They've got like, there's no bark. bark. That was interesting. Yeah. They're like either a white bark or there's no bark on them. And it it was really an interesting, obviously not a woods you'd see in the United States, but uh, she sees a corpse Mm -hmm. like right away. She sees like a rotten corpse uh, there, and then uh, then the girls show up, right? These other girls show up. Yeah, I, I want to mention um, when she's in the box. I love the the camera shot that they do because it's like right, it's the camera shot right over mm-hmm. the way it scans out like it's a satellite yeah. because it goes from the box to like a satellite view of the woods. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and I that thought that was, was a very nice very interesting cinematography. But yeah, she yeah. ends up getting out right after that. Uh, two other girls. One of them is Sheena. I didn't catch the other girl's name. I didn't get. I didn't. I don't think it's important what their names were. But, uh, but yeah, one was name was Sheena. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Sheena right. was the blonde girl, and there was yeah. another brunette. So uh, she gets out. Um, oh, is Sheena the Sheena? No, Sheena was the blonde girl that, right. that you saw later. She's in the later movie. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So she is important. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So okay. Uh, the other brunette, you know, they're like t- trying to keep her quiet because basically Kayla has no idea what's going on around here. She's looking right. for her friend Maddie because the last thing she remembers is Maddie being abducted. Mm-hmm. She has no idea where she's at, looking around, calling out for her name, and these two girls try to keep her quiet. Right. And uh, at this point, she she realizes they've uh, taken everything from her, like they've taken her pills. Her pills for her epilepsy. So for her epilepsy. Um, and... Um, I guess what happens to Sheena? She she kind of disappears. She runs away. She doesn't right? disappear because basically uh, Kayla ends up having. Um, a, a, That's right. She, uh, she, she had a seizure. A seizure, or, right? Or, and it's not really a seizure. She just kind of mm-hmm. like she. She goes blank or catatonic yeah. a little bit, and that's when you see the glitch thing. The glitch thing. So I thought that was what they were using to represent like the, uh, the 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 idea of what a, what a epileptic seizure was like i I thought they they were trying to represent an epileptic seizure at that point with this glitchy uh like digitized glitch and i didn't understand now of course we learn later why 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 that is well it makes sense but she sees this glitch or or starts seeing this and then all of a sudden goes to a pov shot of a guy walking through the same woods Mm -hmm. you know his arm swaying back and forth with an axe in his hands Mm -hmm. and then she blacks out Mm -hmm. so yeah, and she wakes up, and there's one of the girls. Sheena's gone. Yeah, the brunette's still there. And uh, then she starts talking to the other girl. The other girl, I think, has a... Uh, it, another thing this thing does is is really kind of uh, show how terrible people can be in an awful situation, you know? This is exactly right. <laughs> so this girl, she's like, well, why did you stay? Why did you stay by me? Yeah, since Sheena <laughs> ran off, why didn't you go with her? Why did you stay with me? Exactly. And she says... Uh, you know, when, uh, have you ever gone pigging, which, uh, I think is, is the word she used for, so pig hunting. Something like that. Yeah. Pig hunting. And, uh, what does she say? Like, uh, the, uh, 
they, they use dogs to do it, right? Yes. And and the uh, she's like, do you know which uh, which dog which uh, pig the dogs go after? And she's like, I don't know the biggest one. She's like, no, oh, the, the slowest yeah. one. So obviously she's like. I can outrun you if we get in trouble. I'm gonna outrun you and leave you to die. I, yeah. I don't. I don't care. I'm not being. I didn't stay with you for all altruistic reasons. I stayed with you to better my own chances of survival. That's exactly. So. Yeah. So it's basically survival of the fittest. So the, the, right. So Kayla and the, this brunette girl co- go walking around. They end up finding another box. Mm-hmm. So on on Kayla's box it said beauty number six or yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they find one that says beast. Right. Number whatever it was. And, right. They see the axe guy. Yes, so they see him. And uh, Kayla promptly has another seizure, right? Yeah, she blacks, or she glitches, blacks out. Right. (laughs) And this brunette girl gets chased down (laughs) by the axe Yeah, so the brunette girl just leaves. She's like, oh, you know, forget. Obviously, she's not, like, trying to help Kayla at all, you know. She takes off, and the, the axe guy does not see Kayla laying there. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind the box and goes after this girl, um, catches her, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and then we have uh, our one of the first like real kills of the movie. Yes, um, he takes the axe and uh, kind of like pushes it into her face, like the side of her face, right yeah. where your cheekbone is, right, and pushes that thing all the way through and cuts her face. Right. Well, he kind of like, he kind of like mushes it around and her, like cuts off like a quarter of her face or cheek and stuff yeah. is kind of off and then pushes it like more through it, which it was, and it's it like, okay, then he, he cuts off like the front of her face basically. <laughs> so with this ax, by pushing it into her, he doesn't really hit her with it. He just kind of, Uses it like a uh, like a paint trowel or something <laughs> exactly, to like, right. like right. uh, to to like remove her face, <laughs> and you see like uh, the the inside of her skull, the, like her sinus cavities and where her eye sockets would have been, uh, and it's a it's a gory gory kill. It is, you know. And the nice thing is, is if you don't like CG. I mean, it's it's, oh, this so, is a practical effect. it's yeah. so pra- the whole movie, mm-hmm. I think there was a little bit of CGI blood, but uh, like when the, later on, there's some CGI blood that I didn't notice. But this is definitely a practical effect and it's a great effect. Mm-hmm. It's just like I felt that the kill was a bit implausible. Sure. I don't know if you've ever used an axe. They aren't that sharp. It's not like a razor blade. If you sharpen your axe to a razor, it's not going to cut wood very well. But maybe, I don't know, maybe if you kill people with your axe, you do sharpen it to a razor point. I well, don't, you don't know. Maybe they have different, like, steel that in, could in be. Australia. That, and that could be, and maybe uh, an, a person-killing axe is much different than the axe I use for cutting wood. I don't have a person-killing axe, so <laughs> I have a wood-cutting axe. They don't sell them out here <laughs> so, in America. No, right, yeah, maybe not. So... <laughs> I, I don't know. It was a bit of an implausible kill to me. Pushing this axe is just not going to be sharp enough. I, I don't think I got that much into it. I just thought it was very, very unique. It was a unique Because I've never seen that before, so I, I guess it's... It was a unique kill, and this is what it would look like if the front of your face was cut off. It was a, <laughs> then like it was, there was like squirting and stuff, yeah. like squirting blood. So it was it was a gory, gory kill, and I, I, did, I did like the... 
I did like the effect. I yes. thought the effects were the effect was really great in this scene. Mm. I was just I don't know a bit of a I don't know one of those like stickler guys who was like that ah, couldn't happen in, in this. I thing, bet you so. Sarah said there's no way that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't actually watching with me, but uh, my dog said uh, she, my dog was watching with me. So oh, you were <laughs> talking to your dog? Yeah, I was talking Mr. to my David dog. Berkowitz yeah, right, me. right. You know, just like him. Nice. So, <laughs> she tells yeah. me to do things too, but uh, <laughs> more like feed her, yeah. give me a treat. So Kayla gets up. She sees yeah. this girl. She's <laughs> she obviously there's a lot of running in this first part of the movie. There's yeah, just a you, lot of mm-hmm. a- aimless running. And mm-hmm. to me, I I didn't get a lot of effectiveness out of it because I, I think the director could have done a lot more. And I'll, I'll point something else out that this is done all in the daytime again. It is. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. I didn't get a whole lot of like really terrified by the. I didn't get a sense of like doom. Like yeah. you do, like there's a lot of running in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too in the day. Yeah, and it it's like you really feel tense and it, it's really terrifying. And I didn't get that. I didn't get a lot of um, that out of this movie. Either. Yeah, like 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 if you were lost in the woods and you're just like you're mm-hmm. endlessly running and you have no idea how That's terrifying. where the end of the the line is. You don't know, but it didn't right. it didn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, so, so she finds the edge of the woods she does find the edge which mm-hmm. is like an open like high desert plain area right it's it looks like the outback somewhere i guess is which it probably is yes. right so she uh runs out into this open field and there's these um they look like little lights or something yeah, it's like a wireless barrier right and uh the, she gets to it and the sound that she heard in the box happens again because she broke the barrier so right. there's something inside of her that's that's indicating that she she's gone beyond this barrier right. where she she can't go beyond so and the pain is so intense it just drops her to the ground yeah so she she backs off and it stops completely it goes back mm-hmm. to green mm-hmm. and then uh sally so yes Sa- the, they're a girl named that we lear- later uh, learn is named sally runs out of the woods yeah she's being chased by um axe guy the the this guy with an axe right who's got kind of a i don't know jason type uh it looks yeah. like an organic Jason mask or something. Yeah, you know, it's, it's got kind multiple of a, patches. Multiple in patches it. in it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty like I must say that like some of the effects of these killers were pretty good too. I, I mean they all kind of go on the Michael Myers Jason type trope. They've got uh, they've got the coveralls. You know, all of them are wearing coveralls. They're all wearing masks and they all grunt. So I mean, right. I kind of I kind of got the Hills Have Eyes vibe to them because it was yeah, there's very some of that grunty too. and. Right, you know, animalistic, monsterish. One guy thing. is wearing like some pants made of a woman's legs. Yeah, so, <laughs> that was the guy. That was the guy that was dressed up as uh, uh, Leatherface. Yeah, the, the guy yeah, with he, the sickle. Yeah, he definitely had a le- Leatherface vibe going on. So anyway, yeah, the, this this guy who's more like Jason comes mm. up, comes out of the woods, puts an axe in Sally's back. He throws an axe into Sally's back, and she drops, and then he waves at Kayla. Yeah. The, and just waves at her. Yeah, she he waves, waves back. He waves back, and then and he walks back into the woods. Here, well, no, here comes Leatherface. Leatherface oh, that's has got the right. sickle. Yeah, that's right. He's got the sickle. Yep. So no. they end up fighting. Um, yep. Leatherface guy ends up putting Axe guy down. You think he's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as this is happening, Kayla picks up Sally, takes her back into the woods, finds this like it looked like it had been burned out by a, a, a thunder strike or a lightning strike, a hollowed out tree, and covers her with brush. Yeah, that's right. And then she goes away. Um, the Leatherface guy ends up finding her. Mm-hmm. Another good kill here. 
take like drags her to a tree and then bends her arms backwards and rips mm-hmm. them clean rips off. the arms off yes that's correct again a good effect yeah an implausible kill <laughs> I just, I just was, I was having strong. a real hard time like with the I don't know suspending my disbelief for these kills I mean they are, they are. I'm like can you really how strong would you have to be I mean I don't I know a wiki can do it but I, <laughs> I don't know but it's uh yeah it was uh it was it was a gory kill yeah, it was a very nasty kill which uh in good practical effects again I gotta I gotta so, say as this is happening, Kayla encounters pig face guy, the pig head guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like pig face guy is about ready to kill Kayla and then his head explodes. His head just explodes. Right. And you're going, huh? That was yeah, weird. That was very, very strange at the, at the time. Uh, then she finds that she's in a gold mine, right? Is that, the, well, is she saw, she saw Sally and she ends up just running away, you know, yeah. just, okay, I got to get out of here. Ends up finding uh, like a little town or a little village right. mm-hmm. with a map. Yes. So it's right. like got a couple of buildings, houses and barns and stuff like that. Right. So she finds a, like a, a big wooden map of the village and then she sees a gold mine. Um, mm-hmm. So she's, she's still trying to find her friend. She's still trying to get safe. Um, she goes into this house, right? And this girl comes up behind her, not announcing that she's there. Right, and 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 Kayla actually has a machete. Turns, yeah, turns and puts a machete in her neck. Puts a machete in her neck, and I guess this makes sense. Why I was like, why would you not announce your presence? Yeah, you know. But I guess this makes sense now that I've seen the entire film. Why why you might be a little wary of the other uh, victims in this in this. <laughs> That are in this situation with you. Sure. And this girl did not have a weapon, though. No, she did not have a weapon. So Yeah. So Kayla turns around, puts it in her neck, and then uh, we get introduced to Rose and mm-hmm. Sheena show up. Mm-hmm. Sheena shows back up, right. Uh, and Rose is, uh, you know, scared of, of Kayla because she thinks she's, you know, well, she she's killed this dead girl on right, there with right. a, with a machete in her neck. Mm-hmm. So she's scared. But then all of a sudden, Kayla has another blackout. She has another glitch. Yeah. And this time, she sees her friend in this POV shot. Yes. She sees her friend, Maddie. Maddie. Mm-hmm. And she sees the gold mine shaft, and she sees this guy putting brush over, like, a little shelter thing that he had built for her to keep her safe. Mm-hmm. So, she, you know, she blacks out. Rose is still there. Mm-hmm. But Sheena runs off again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sheena just does not stick around. And Sheena's not a very nice person. No, right? she's not. <laughs> she turns out to not be. So she has a, you know, a conversation with Rose and, and kind of talks about uh, the situation that they're in or whatever. Yeah. And, and, uh, and there's there's a lack of trust right there. But then they mm-hmm. like she talks. Uh, Rose starts talking about being friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they you know, they, they have this interaction. Um, Kayla has this idea of, of like what's happening to her. And she's like, this is completely different. Like, it's not an. It's not a seizure that I normally have. It's different. Right. And she says this every time she has a blackout. Right. She cuts this girl's that she killed eyeball yeah, out. So she has this, yes, she has this idea and she cuts this girl's eyeball out and there's a bunch of like electronics attached the to the back of her eyeball. Like yeah. Right. So then it makes a little more sense. Obviously someone is in, they figure out that someone is able to see through their eyes with these electronic eyeballs that they've implanted in them. Yeah. So they she asked Rose if, if she's remembers this surgery or whatever and she said yeah she says, I, I think she said she thought it might be a dream yeah isn't she the one who, who thought it was a dream yes yeah so they've had this they they both kind of remember this surgery or whatever 
and uh, it's clear that someone is able to, they figure out that someone is able to see what's going on through their their eyes because they've had these implants put in. And now it makes sense why when, you know, she has a seizure, there's this glitchy, glitchiness to it. Right. Um, so that, that uh, brought that together, and that made, made a lot more sense after that. Um, but... Uh, and then what, Texas Chainsaw Guy comes back because... Yes. Cause uh, like like Rose and Kayla pair up because she right. has like kind of like the loner. She, mm-hmm. she she says something to the extent of um, only one way out when yeah. So, so mm-hmm. Rose and Kayla go off. They go out to a barn, but then they see Texas Chainsaw guy uh, coming in after them. So they sneak underneath, which is kind of weird because there was multiple doors there. But they sneak yeah. underneath the barn to get out. Kayla gets out. Rose gets caught by this guy. Tells Rose to cover up her face. Because they had figured out at this point that they're paired up with these guys. So did they figure this out at yeah. that point? Yes. So, yeah, basically they figure out that because that guy's head exploded, uh, these guys, they, yeah, they're paired up. And if you kill one of the girls, mm-hmm. you kill that guy. Yeah. But it doesn't work the, in the reverse. Right. You exactly. can kill the guy and the, and the girl will still live. Right. Uh, so... Um, so yeah, each of them, there's a beauty and a beast. They're paired up together and it's the job of the beast to protect one of the girls yeah. and the, you know, the, the girls can, the girls, if their beast is gone, they, they, they're still around to be killed by the other beasts. But, uh, right. um, you know, and obviously this is some sort of sick game yeah. that's going on. So they figured this out and they figured out that someone is watching them and this is obviously someone who's probably the playing this game. Right. That's mm. that's that's uh, orchestrating what's going on here. So they figure they figure all of that out. And um, so then, they yeah, they go into the barn and what yeah, happens? So, so basically, uh, Kayla had gotten out. Rose gets caught by a Texas chainsaw guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Kayla comes back in to save Rose, ends up using a corkscrew on this guy yes. to make him die. <laughs> exactly. Like, like just this huge corkscrew thing. So he's uh-huh. dead. Um, so not not the greatest kill in the movie. No, it was not real. Okay, you know it was. It, there was some mention of you know it was three against one or two against one, and you know we need to team up to take care of these guys right. or whatever. Um, and then Kayla and Sheena end up having this confrontation out out in the wooded area, more in this little village. And then Rose is like hiding in this barn. This doll face guy shows up. Yeah, that's right. And ends up pushing her against the wall and putting a knife through her hand. Yeah, Rose's hand, right. Uh-huh. Um, so there's this confrontation, and, and you know, Sheena's trying to tell Kayla, oh, you know, you'll turn on anybody. You're do, you'll do anything mm-hmm. to survive. And, you know, talking about her friend Maddie, and then all of a sudden what you think is mm, Kayla's paired yeah. guy, the axe mm-hmm. guy comes behind yeah. her and puts an axe in Sheena's head. Yes, right. And Puts then, an axe in her head. That was a. I, I really thought this was a good one too. Like when she's standing there and the blood's coming down her down her face. Uh, I thought that was again a great practical effect. And this is probably, you know, I had no problem with the uh, plausibility of this kill. So, well, he split, <laughs> split it right down the middle, right. and it's exactly what happened in uh, Blood Rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, I mean, it was like. Well, right. he, he first first he buries his axe in the top of her head. Yeah, and then he takes another swing and chops her face in half. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then what happens is as as Dollface guy is gonna like attack Rose, his head explodes. His head explodes, right? Because he's Sheena's protector, obviously. Yeah, that's that's their pair. Yeah. So yeah. Um, 
So they, they've got it figured out now. That, yeah, but uh, Kayla ends up killing her protector. Right, yes. So Kayla, Kayla's protector comes, the uh, guy who, you know, had waved at her previously. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, obviously a good person, altruistic, kills him mm-hmm. so that he doesn't kill anybody, any of the other girls, right? Right. And, uh, and so you've got Rose left. Maddie still hasn't been found. Right. And and Kayla are the they know they're they're the only three right. Well, Kayla and Rose go to the map. And it's like okay, we're gonna go this way. Yeah. We're gonna go. We're gonna go find Maddie. We're all gonna pair right. up. Uh, they end up finding Maddie. So they do. And mm-hmm. so you know, there's this nice moment of I found you. I found you. Everything's good. And Rose is over here just like stewing and getting mm-hmm. angry because she's getting jealous because there was a conversation between Kayla and Rose. We're good friends. We're right. always gonna be friends. Mm-hmm. And then she gets jealous. Yeah. So Rose is a, it seems like a um, uh, socially stunted person, maybe. Very much. You know, like she, uh, it's brought up that, and I don't want to, I don't want to say anything bad about, about people who do this, but it's brought up that she is homeschooled. And I think, in I think a way that is, that implicates that she doesn't get out much or have any friends. Right. Um, and that, that's, I think that's kind of the purpose of that, uh, explanation of, uh, of her character. Uh, so yeah, she's really jealous because she sees Maddie and Kayla like hugging each other. And obviously they're really good friends and, the, and they've, uh, you know, Matt, Kayla's had this conversation with Rose before where she said, she, you know, I'm your friend. And, and, you know, Rose really took that as I, I think, um, you know, a, a com- finally a companion for herself right. and she, she's jealous about it. So well, and she feels that for sure. Uh, Maddie's pair shows up. Yeah, this is uh, the owl guy. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly with the pitchfork. So he, yeah. he's he co- starts coming down to protect Maddie, and <laughs> I, I think Rose had it figured out because she cuts Matt. Well, or, or no, well, no, no, Kayla no. has a seizure, right? Yeah, she she has yeah. another blackout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like she's the point of view of Maddie's pair. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she you know she falls over and she's kind of watching herself pass out Mm -hmm. and then uh rose cuts maddie's throat right which was a nice Mm -hmm. twist yeah all of a sudden maddie's pair head blows up (laughs) exactly so so kayla wakes up and um and uh her friend is dead yeah and she's very angry at rose rose i think i think rose like actually actually did this to protect kayla not because she's you know, I got the idea that Rose was like, I, I helped you. Well, no, she was really know? excited. I, I helped you. Yeah, I saved exactly. your life. You know, I it saved wasn't your like life. she was, it wasn't like she was like killing Maddie to, you know, because she was angry at Maddie. Well, or maybe there was, there was a little, little bit of that, but I felt like it was more like she was so naive that she actually did think she was helping Kayla by doing this. Yeah. You know? It could have been. I mean, you could have looked at it either way. I mean, right. Maybe it was a little of both. I don't know. Right. I mean, to, to me, it was it was a good cutthroat scene. Um, right. So th- that, yeah. So she wakes up. She leaves Rose behind. Um, mm-hmm. And then now she's very angry at Rose, obviously. Yeah. And she's just friend. like, I wish I would have I would have left you to die mm-hmm. and da, 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 da. So. Kayla goes to the barrier again. She realizes what she has to do. She yep. cuts out her own eyeball. So she cuts out one of her eyeballs. Yeah. So so the eyeball. So that- I, and again, that, like I was under the impression that like when I f- when they figured this out that both of their eyes were had these trackers in them but because they because the they had both their eyes were bleeding though in the in the surgery yeah, scene. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, I was like, oh man, she's gonna have to like be blind now or what? Because I knew what she was gonna do, you know. But uh, I was so 
I, I just I got the idea that there were two of the that both of their eyeballs were trackers and maybe they like later in the movie they were like well here's how we can do it but we'll just pretend that only one of their eyeballs has one of these in it yeah it, it was such a plot hole <laughs> it they, was kind of a plot hole you yeah. didn't really understand it but she but the up, point is yeah she cuts her eyeball out and is able to tr- go go past this like invisible fence yeah there. so she throws it on the ground mm-hmm. she's able to get past she grabs one right. of the sensors and just takes it with her yeah and i didn't understand why she did that either you know and you see her walk off into the sunset yeah um and then that's, rose that, that's yeah, when you ahead. see the monitors yes that's when you uh-huh. see one man watching these monitors yeah. of rose holding holding a knife Okay, let's get the survivor ready for the next game. Right, right. So she's the winner, yeah. and now she has to play again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's her. That's her reward for the winning. next match. Yes, exactly. So then the next, um, well, it's uh, it's uh, you go to Derek's house. Yes, so very nice see, house. He's got a Ferrari, Ferrari in the front of it. Yep. Um, and so he's, he's watching these he's matches got, in VR. He's got VR goggles. He's sitting in his super expensive leather recliner, and uh, and he's. Uh, playing a game in VR basically and and you can see that he is one of the beasts yeah. in this game. So. Yeah, so so it glitches and he's just like he calls up the the headquarters and says, "Oh, what's going yeah, on with tech this?" Tech support. Yeah, what, what's going yes. on? And he's like, "Well, we don't know. We still got some glitches in it." And then she he, he hears some noises. And he realizes somebody's in his house and says, I'm going to call the cops. The guy on the other end says, excuse me? Yes, right. (laughs) He's like, no, somebody's in my house. So he hangs up with these guys. Ends up being Kayla. Yes. They're Mm -hmm. wearing sunglasses. With sunglasses. (laughs) Um, And she tases this dude. Yes. Uh Uh, And, you know, he wakes up. He's tied to a chair with his shirt off. And for some reason, um, Maddie's there. Maddie, yeah. Maddie had died. Yeah, was. well, I think this is... Me- so, remember uh, Sally, and I guess we kind of missed this part. Sally had uh, had given her... She, Sally was obviously like Wicca or witch or something like that. She said she she had like blessed her or something with some kind of powers. Remember that? She said, oh, I want to yeah, give yeah. you the ability to, to see... Uh, to see things or something like that. Remember that before Sally died, she had, so I got the impression that was because Sally had done that for her, that she could now see the dead, and because Maddie is dead, and this yeah. is kind of Maddie's ghost. Yeah, and uh, you know she's talking to Maddie, and this guy's like, "Who the hell are you talking to?" You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and it shows her talking to an empty couch. Yeah, uh, and uh, so I, I think that was from when Sally had given her some sort of power or something like that I guess to see. I glossed over that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, I, that didn't seem important at the okay, right. so I'm pretty yeah, sure that's right. what, what why she has this ability now to and maybe that's why she had the ability to uh see um the other perspective see the other perspective when uh when Maddie um, from the other pair. Yeah, when when she saw Maddie getting put away too or getting okay. getting helped by her beast. So yeah, I guess I just didn't really really put two and two together yeah i kind of i kind of thought that was the reason she had the ability to see things that other people didn't because uh sally had given her some sort of blessing and i guess i kind of glossed over two if i didn't even write in my notes but i just remember that right now and that's uh that's kind of what i'm thinking but anyway uh she ends up like tasing the heck out of out of Derek. yeah and he takes it really well get other names (laughs) yeah she he takes it really well he just kind of goes ow and he's like i don't know his name's mike (laughs) no his name's mike johnson right right so So, um and okay i i I like the idea where he was going for the end of this movie because this is we're coming to the end Mm -hmm. of um caleb pulls out a knife and stabs michael but off screen 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I let's see this guy die. I mean, he's the perpetrator of all He this. is. He's one of the co-founders and, of and this. And he dies like, I don't know, yeah, like like we don't uh, we don't really get a very satisfying kill out of this guy when there's been some when there's been some really well orchestrated gory deaths. This guy should get the worst one, right? Yeah. Well, as as implausible as some of these kills were, right. he's very effective. Right. He, At least give him the corkscrew. <laughs> you saw that. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with the, with his death because uh, it just wasn't uh, satisfying at all. This is a guy who's perpetrated all of this, and you know he's one of the reasons why these people are being are suffering like this. And, and he gets off with an off-screen stabbing. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so, And she also vows that she's going to get revenge. You'll yeah, see. Right, like, right, what right. are you going to do? You'll see. Whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I kind of want, before we rate it, I think we got it completely covered. Yeah. I'm and we talked a little bit about this, of what the social commentary was. Right. And this is what I picked up, is that it's a very feminine female-driven movie. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. A female empowerment movie, which I love. Mm -hmm. I love the fact of where the the director was going on this, but I tell you, he totally whiffed on it. Yeah. Because the idea of, you know, one man can kill multiple women, Mm -hmm. right? And and only protect one. What was, to me, kind of misogynistic. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. it was kind of like back and forth. But the fact that these guys couldn't survive without a woman was great. Yeah. I, I, because right. if the woman that they're paired with dies, so do they. Right. Mm-hmm. So you cannot exist without this person. Right. And, you know, um, you know, when they're spray painting F the patriarchy part patriarchy at the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, hey, you know, mm-hmm. you're right. You know, yeah. let's all live in unison. Nobody's better than anybody else. Right. He also, in the movie, says, well, there's three of us, so we can kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not true. Right. <laughs> what did Kayla do? You know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, a line like that, the dialogue, is it, it makes no sense. I mean, Kayla was able to take care of the, her own paired guy. Right. And, you know. At one, at one point, uh, Sheena says to Kayla... She, you know, Kayla asks why this is going on. And Sheena says, because it's an effed up world for effed up men, which I thought was an interesting commentary, but, but, too. Yeah, you're right. You know, I, I mean, I liked I liked the what what they said there. And but it just this whole thing just wasn't developed at all. No. You know, and it never really went anywhere with that message. And you're right. I mean, this is a they could have really done something interesting with those ideas that just like men can't live without women. And, you know, you're, we're actually more vulnerable and, and to, to not having their help in our lives and stuff. Certainly for me. Well, yeah. But, I, I mean, and I feel the same exact way yeah, is that, you know. that, that my girlfriend is totally fine without me, but I'm not fine without her. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, she completes me, but it, yeah, it's like, you know, it, I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah, about your absolutely, wife. absolutely. And it's like, like, but, like what you're, tr- you're, you're, Talking out of both sides of your but, mouth. But they really never said anything about that, and I don't have anything to say about it because the movie said nothing. Like, I mean, it, it kind of put forth this idea and never, never really said anything about it. You well, know? even if even if he would have would have left it to your interpretation, he never really. 
hit it on the head. No, I, and it, it wasn't like not leaving to, you, to your interpretation. It was it was just not doing anything with that concept. Not at all. Like any of the themes that he could have gone with here. I think there's like a rich versus poor kind of thing, like a class type thing that he could have done with. Because uh, these are rich people, obviously. This guy's got a Ferrari in his driveway and stuff. Well, and who, he says, who are exploiting the poor by yeah, playing he says, this I game. Have multiple businesses. Yeah, mm. for their entertainment. Not, that was really kind of like tacked on at the end and I don't know I mean yeah there just there were there were a lot of great things that could have been explored here and it it basically they just made kind of a gory slasher movie out of it yeah I again I appreciate what he tried to do um mm-hmm. there was no character arcs Not except really. except for Kayla because mean, because yeah. it was like that the first confrontation that Kayla and Maddie had at the beginning of the movie where she's where Maddie's yeah. kind of like you know come to my side and and you know, break the rules and, and do what you need to do rather right. than live in this bubble, right? Right. And then that's what she does. And she ends up doing that as a, in the game. Yeah, she's breaking the rules and, and she ultimately becomes a vigilante murderer. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. you know. and, and that's, you know, that's where the arc ends and you're yeah. just kind of like, you go from here to here. Right. You, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you, there's no kind of, like, you see this build and they, I just, some of the, well, a lot of the character development, I, I kind of had a problem with I mm-hmm. I appreciate what the director was trying to do as far as a commentary yeah. but it just did not hit. I guess Rose was a little bit of an interesting character. I mean, she seemed like an innocent, nice person at the at, at the beginning and then she turns out to be kind of a um I don't know, selfish. Selfish psycho, yeah. Yeah, so. just well, I mean, once she latched on to somebody, it yeah. was like that's yeah. what she wanted, and yeah. then nobody else. Sheena was pretty cardboard, you know. She was just kind of a bad person. Yeah, she just. She but what? She, what but why? She only cared about herself. Yeah, but why? I don't know. There's, there's not much we knew about her, and uh, as far as Maddie and the other girls, there was really nothing there. So no, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> it was a fun watch. I, no, I, I really did enjoy the movie. I, I was, it was, it was fun to watch. And I think, we, I think, if I were to recommend it, I would say. You're going to get some of the storyline, and you're going to kind of see what we're talking about here. But, but you know, just enjoy it for what it is. It is a it's yep. a good survival movie. It's yep. you know, it's got it, it, it never gets boring. No, I don't think it was. But no, it wasn't boring. Wasn't boring. It ne- no. It's an hour and twenty minutes. It's mm-hmm. not going to take a lot of your time. But yeah. I think you'll get some enjoyment out of it. I think I'm going to sit at a two and a half. That's exactly what I'm going to give this movie. Um, like it's just what you're saying. I mean, it's it. If you don't have anything else better to watch, it's it's a good watch. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get you aren't going to get any profound uh, message out of it. You're really not going to it's not going to be your new favorite horror movie, uh, but it's a it's something to see. It's entertaining. And uh, there's there are some good practical gore effects in this movie. Yeah, I mean, if you enjoy gory movies, it, it's yeah. good for sure. <laughs> How impractical it is or improbable are some of these kills? You're yeah, going, eh. they're a little silly, but the, but the uh, effects are great for sure. All right, well, we're both at a two and a half. It is a solid watch if you do have Shudder. Uh, coming up next week, we'll be talking about the very polarizing the ver- first movie from Mary Astor. We already reviewed mm-hmm. Midsummer. We're going to be talking about Hereditary. It's interesting. It is kind of polarized. There are, a lot of some, there are some people who really don't like that movie, aren't there? Aren't well, there? Same with Midsummer too. Yeah, yeah, that's true, I guess. I always think it's just like one of those movies everybody loves, but that's because I talk to people in the horror community. So. That's because we're horror movie fans. <laughs> right. Uh, January 24th, we'll be talking about another Shutter exclusive haunt and a brand new movie coming out at the end of the month, Girl on the Third Floor, starring CM Punk, 
Phil oh, yeah. Brooks. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to that. And uh, coming up at the end of February, just to give it, put a bug in your ear right now, we're going to be doing our one-year anniversary. Andy, can you believe one year? Yeah, that's crazy. One-year anniversary at the end of February. So we're going to open it up to anybody that listens to the podcast. Listener's choice. I think we'll take two or three suggestions. You know, my brother already suggested one for us. Oh, yeah. What's that? Zombie beavers. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I haven't heard Please, of that anybody else suggest something. <laughs> hey, don't forget to uh, rate and subscribe to our, uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast. Like us on Instagram. We're almost at 200 now, so that's pretty awesome. So. And uh, like us on Facebook. Everybody have a good weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the Horrorphoria podcast. Beavers would be better vampires, wouldn't they? <laughs>